Welcome to Tactically Acquired. Our goal is to document military-connected living history in a fun and easy environment. We'll capture the stories of our active duty, guard, reservists, veterans, ROTC, and their families, sharing their stories, adventures, and journeys across the military life cycle. The podcast is for anyone interested in joining the military, has been part of the military, or who wishes to learn more about military life. In addition, we want to bridge the growing military-civilian divide through education. This is unfiltered, meaning we'll go above, go over the good, the bad, and yes, maybe even the ugly of being a military-connected individual. I'm your host, Rusty Martis, a retired Air Force Mustang and OEF veteran, and I run the Veteran Resource Station at Northern Kentucky University. My special guest today is an NKU student and a current service member, along with one of her parents. Welcome. Thank you for Thank having you. us. Yeah, I appreciate you being <laughs> here and kind of sharing your story and talk through some of your living history. So with that, let's start with what we call the rapid fire round. Short burst of answers, well, sorta. We kind of get on tangents every once in a while, but that's okay. Audrey, you want to start by stating your name? Hi, my name is Audrey Rowland. I'm a military police officer in the Army National Guard. I drill over in Richmond, and uh, my unit's a 617th MP unit. So. Awesome, awesome. And you got a special guest with us here today. You want to introduce your Yes, my dad. <laughs> His Hello. name's Tommy Rowland. And thank you both for being here. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you had mentioned that you are in the Kentucky National Guard um, Army, right? Correct. And uh, why did you end up choosing the Army? Um, they just provided better benefits, and that suited for me at the time. So, you know, you get the best of both worlds. You get to be in the military and also be a civilian at the same time. And I, I really wanted to complete college and be a part of something bigger. So that's where I started. Awesome. And uh, Tommy, what do you think when uh, Audrey came down and said she was going to be uh, joining the Army? Well, I always knew it, that would probably happen because she had been in the Young Marines for five years. There you go. And then we had been talking about college and being able to afford college, pay for that without having student loans and the National Guard was the best option because, like she said, she could be home, also serve in the military, and then the state would pay for her college tuition. Absolutely awesome. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad you brought up the, the young Marines because uh, I've known Lynn Arnold, who runs the, the local chapter here for years. How did you, Audrey, get kind of started in the, the young Marines? Through my cousin. Oh, he okay. joined, and he went through basic, and they had this uh, ball they had the Young Marine Ball. Young Marine Ball. Yeah. And I went and I saw and I was like, this is what I want to be a part of. I want to do this. It sounds like it sounds like me. And my cousin always joked around, like, saying, oh, girls can't do it. And that just, like, frustrated me. I was like, you know what? <laughs> and we were, we were surprised, too, because she had done cheerleading up until that point. I think it was seventh grade. We went to that Young Marine Ball, and she's like, I want to do this. And we're like, yeah, right. And I yeah. did it. I went through basic training, and, and she, I became a she, young Marine. You and go. she excelled at it for five years. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome. And that kind of set you up for, uh, like you said, to join the continue on with service. Correct. So that's pretty cool. When the, I mean, the, the things that they offered were unbelievable. The trips she went on, you know, just the leadership, the public speaking, all the things that, you know. It has from. to offer, yeah. yeah. It it made me who I am today. And that's that's great. And we'll put a, a, uh, a note down in the show notes to get in contact with young Marines. Uh, if you, anybody out there 
wants more information about that. So yeah. what a great program. But you had mentioned going through basic training, but you were talking about the Young Marine kind of basic training mm-hmm. that's done. Uh, but how about when you went off to, to Army basic training? What kind of experience was that for you? So I went to uh, Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri, and the, the kind of training I went through was first I went to OSET training, which is basic training and your job training mixed. So I went through basic training that took about 13 weeks, and I, that went well. And then my job training for military police officer was separate. So we, went to, we transitioned into that, and that was, that was pretty good as well. I loved every bit of it. There were some struggles, um, but, you know, I came and conquered. I was just wondering how much did the, the young Marines kind of help you through that, though, because you knew you were going to make it through. Right. Yeah. So the young Marines, they gave me, like, all, like they, they taught me, like, how to do, like, the movements, like, right face, left face, about face, like, how to march, also the ceremonies that we have to go through, also the discipline we go through. And also being in there, you learn about all these stories. So like when I went through basic training, they taught me like how, how like what I'm gonna go through and what to expect. And so when I went through basic training, it, it felt like it made it easier because I already knew all this stuff at the age of 12 when yeah. I joined. So it made me feel like comp- comfortable with being there. Oh, Where I was like, too, yeah, yeah, and confident. Yeah. So. I felt like it was a good experience doing it so young and then growing up into it. Like, it made me excel that's in awesome. the Army, so. Yeah, that's great. Now, Tommy, I'm going to bring it over to you. What's it okay. like from a parent perspective? Like I said before, I knew that it was something mm-hmm. that she was going to do. I wasn't um, too nervous. Like, I, I knew that's what she wanted to do. I knew she would be great at it. And, you know, while she's there, you're, you know, you you get on Facebook looking for them pictures, always trying to see if you can find her. And I would, I would find a picture and I would show it to someone and say, "I think that's her." I think, and they're like, "You're imagining." It. Yeah. <laughs> and then finally, I did find a picture of her and everything. Now, Audrey, you mentioned that you're a military police mm-hmm. and you did all that training together. Um, what's it been like being a, uh, you know, a military police in the National Guard? Oh, I feel like it has a lot of opportunity. Like the stuff that you get to do. It's like being a police officer, like in basic training, they give us so many scenarios, like domestic violence, a school shooting, um, like rape. They give it all these like scenarios where you get to like, I guess, reenact it. Like what would you do in this scenario? So when I did it, I was like prepared to do it. And then when I came back from um, basic training or OSET training, I got to apply that to like my real job so like like we get to do derby this year we get to do um the web and fireworks around here we get to apply all that stuff to what we do now so, so like little stuff gotcha and uh from a parent's perspective what do you think of uh audrey being an mp a military police um well her for her boot camp or her uh unit the uh her options were the motor t MP, and I think they had like a hazmat or something out there mm-hmm. in Burlington, but she didn't want to be a motor T. She wanted to be MP. And she told the the uh, recruiter that she wouldn't join unless she was MP. And I thought that was cool because yeah. that's something she was interested in. And 
sure enough, they found a spot at MP. There you go. And then she she had a little trouble with the ASVAB, but she got through it, and that's what she wanted to do, so I was happy for her. That's awesome. Knocked it out of the park. Um, for those that don't understand kind of the what happens with the National Guard. Can you kind of just break it down a little bit, what that means being part of the National Guard? I drill once a month. We do um, we do class training. We learn about, like, just, like, traffic and controls. We learn, um, we go on ranges. We um, catch up on uh, how to shoot. And how many, how long have you been in the National Guard? When did you graduate? Basic training, quote unquote. Twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. So yeah, you've been doing it for a little while. Yeah. yeah. Have you been uh, on your two weeks a year? Do you go anywhere outside of Kentucky? Yes. Yeah, so last year we went to Indiana. We drilled for two weeks there. We went on the ranges. We brushed up on uh, hand throwing grenades, and then we did a couple like classes. When you thought of the Kentucky National Guard, you thought that's in place. You're going to be you know, in Kentucky pretty much the entire time. And that's just not the case anymore. And especially as an MP, you open yourself up to a little bit more opportunity for deployment, my guess would be. And have you had the opportunity to, to go elsewhere than the state of Kentucky besides your two-week training in Missouri? And yeah, so, so National Guard makes up 65% of the deployments. They said that every five years our unit will go out in active duty orders and they'll deploy us out to um, wherever they need us. So at the time, when I came back from basic training, I had a year of training, and they sent us, we they were going to go to Cuba. So that was the plan. But once we got back, we went, we went to uh, Fort Bliss. They you actually went to the Yellow Ribbon. Oh. Uh, you were leaving. Yes. And they told you, no, you're going to Kuwait. Yes. And that switched up on us, and... I guess that's how the army rolls. They were like, "Yeah, we're we're changing our minds. We're going to Kuwait," and I was, we're just as excited. You know, we're gonna be gone for a year, and then once we were training, did four months of uh, special forces training, they were like, "Oh, we're we're just gonna either probably send you home, or we'll probably send you down to the border." So our mission was we went down to the border, and we did that for a year. Um, so flexibility is not only key to mm -hmm. air power, but key to being in Kentucky National Guard as well, it sounds yeah. like, because you never know what you're going to do. But you, So you, you were gone that entire time doing training then? Mm -hmm. The whole year of 2020. Wow. So she left in January 3rd, I think. Mm -hmm. She turned 21 January 25th, so she was gone for her 21st birthday. And then, you know, and then gone for the whole year. Absolutely. So then you get back. Uh, did, is that when you decide to come back to NKU or start mm -hmm. NKU? Yeah, I still wanted to complete my college because, you know, I got the opportunity, free college. I wouldn't use it. So I went back. I signed up for classes. And it wasn't easy at first, you know, just getting back from a year deployment. You're missing out on all your friends, your family. That's really tough. And then you come back to just going back to school. It's like it doesn't feel, you know, normal, I guess. But once you get back into routine, you know, change is hard. It, it feels normal you know, after doing it for so long. Well, it's interesting that you mentioned the family. Um, obviously, your dad's here supporting you, but you have a new addition to the family. Yes. Uh, Miss Iris mm -hmm. is, is new. How, how difficult does that make um, the opportunity that you know that you could be deploying at a later time? How important is family now? Family is so important. So I recently just had a baby February 
Her name's Iris, and once I had her, it, things changed, you know. I, I, I wanted to still complete school, and I, I'm very fortunate enough to have someone watch her, like my dad or my mom, or daycare, and I, while I go to school. And I, you know, I still, I'm in for another couple years to finish out my contract, and, you know, there's always a chance for me to get deployed again, and I understand that. So, you know, I, I signed a contract, but family is very important to me, you know, especially having that baby. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think people don't understand a lot of times is uh, the additional stresses um, that it puts on mm -hmm. um, when you have dependents that rely on you as well. Uh, but how important was it to have your family, your mom, your dad, um, even while you were deployed? Very important. Um, they're, my mom and dad are like my rock. Like I don't know what I would do without them. They supported me through everything I've ever done. Like even when I wanted to quit, they're like, no, you just keep going, just keep going. And I wanted to quit so bad, but you know, I kept going, I pushed on through, but if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be who I am today. And I'm glad they pushed me to be as far, like to come this far. You know, I'm still going to college. I'm raising my baby, you know. I'm, I'm pushing on through. There are so many obstacle courses. Like, they supported me so much, and I feel like having that support system makes me stronger, like who I am today, and stronger person. And, and it can be from everything from basic training to being on your deployment to being at the border to even prepping for your deployment. You know, you always go through those different stresses and everything, and having that, that support system back home is, is key to through that as well. Um, I jumped away from it real quick, but I want to jump back into it. Um, why did you choose to come to NKU? NKU, well, it's close to where I live, and it's it's home, and it's it's literally five down five minutes down the road for me. So I and I love NKU. They they have a good uh, um, support system here, and VRS like they I get a lot of help and information if I have any questions. It's a small college, like. I just love being here, and and they have what I need here to excel. So as a student, so that's why I chose NKU. We're gonna put you on the poster. That was a beautiful answer. Yeah, so <laughs> well, NKU. She, well, she, you know, that's when she, you know, she joined the National Guard. She knew she could go tuition free anywhere. Her choice was NKU, and I, I think she made the, she made the good choice. Yeah, uh, we agree. <laughs> um, so you've been at NKU for a little while now. Uh, do you have any kind of secrets to maybe incoming freshmen that uh, you could share or you want to share that uh, make sure that they're successful when they show up on the doorstep the first day? Yes. Uh, keep going when it's hard. It's it, the first year, like, you are you're put to the test. Like, every – the first – week I always tell myself I want to quit and I always tell my dad like this is hard the amount of workload is hard but my dad always like you know college if it was it's not for this is what you said last semester you yeah know. yeah it's not it's not for everyone and for her having to take breaks and then get back into Absolutely it how hard it's really that? hard for mm -hmm. her what's the saying if it was easy for everyone it'd be everyone would be doing it right yeah but he kept pushing me through. Well, and even like this semester, she's taken statistics. She hates math. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you know, I'm not going to be able to pass this, whatever. 
and she just took a test like a few weeks ago, stressed out. She goes to a tutor and everything, and she gets she goes, I did good on my test, and I was like, oh good, how'd you do? And she's, well, I have a hundred in the class. I'm like. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> but he if I have any tips for anyone that's struggling through college, like just keep pushing. It gets better. Just keep up with your studying and with the work and go to those study sessions where if, if they offer it, just keep going. Don't give up on yourself. Like yeah, if it was easier everyone would be doing it, but it's not. Just keep pushing through and get where you need to be. It's worth it in the end. I absolutely agree. And we do have a great tutoring section here, mm-hmm. like most colleges do. But they, they do an outstanding job of helping prep and prepare. They the do. problem with most people is they don't take advantage of that. So it's right. great that you are taking advantage of it. And I think that's, and maybe I'm stretching a little bit, but I think that's one of the, the mindsets you kind of get from the military. It's okay to ask for help and get help. Right. You know, um, Not many people ask for help, but if you yeah. need it, use it. And they offer that here. And that's what I love about NKU here. What are some of the things that you just kind of absolutely love about being in the military? Well, I love about being in the military, um, what it has to offer, like the benefits. Like I get, um, I get benefits like school. Like I get to get a chance to go to school, and then they offer good insurance. And then on my drill days, we go to the ranges. That's always fun, and then you learn a lot from. The drill weekend, so I I love it. I mean, like, what's not to love? Like, you even if you're doing nothing on a drill weekend, and you know, you get paid to do nothing. What about the other soldiers that you? Um, you know, it's better just to keep to yourself. Like anywhere <laughs> you go, it's just good better to keep to yourself. But the good, the bad, the, the good, the bad. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, how about from a parent's perspective? It was perfect for her, and I mean, you know, there's times it's unorganized or you know you know you don't know what's going to happen but in you know the long run it's been great opportunity for or that. you go travel you go train for four months think you're going somewhere yeah, and, and then, then you're not going no. there and then you're going somewhere else and then yeah. you're not going there and then you end up somewhere else I, well another that thing that i noticed was like her personally when she come home from boot camp she was kind of lost and took her a while to get back into, you know, life at home. Being that and civilian then, again. And mm-hmm. then the same deal when she came back from the year deployment. She was kind of psychologically just a mess, kind of just not, 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 you know, not having somebody to tell you what to do every second. And, you know, like we went to all back to work that, you know, a couple of days after she came home. And she's like, what am I going to do? I can't, excuse me, stay at yeah. the house by myself. But... Um, you know, but it took her some time and it was, it's rough, it was rough to watch. Yeah. And that's it. I'm glad you brought that point up actually. And, and I think that's one of the big reasons why it's so important, no matter what school you go to is that they have a veteran resource station or veteran resource office or something that's, that's there because one of the most difficult transitional times is you go from military to civilian and that transition is very, very, very difficult. And even though she wasn't like in a combat zone or anything, mm-hmm. it was still a big, a big difference. It well, is so difficult. But the VR, VRS, like meeting some like some friends here, like it helped me go through it. Like mm-hmm. I made some friends, and relating to them, it made me like still want to continue on with class because I even have some classes with them, yeah. and it's so helpful and it's fun because like we relate to each other so much. And it's it's nice having a friend that you know has been some 
you know, similar, similar experiences with you. Absolutely. Um, and it, I struggled tremendously too when I got back from my deployment, when I got out of the military, but we're not the only ones. Missiontransition.org says 76% of all military will, will have some type of struggle through that transitional period. And having that common ground amongst others, hanging out with like-minded folks that went through it and offered advice and it's like, oh, I'm not the only one. It's just good to see and hear. It's so nice. And it just puts you over that edge. So that's, mm -hmm. that's great. Um, speaking of that, not some of the not great things, what are some of the things that you just absolutely drove you crazy about being in the military? It's just different, you know, being a female in the military. It's just not always what you expect it to be. It's it's different, you know, like, and, you know, be going on a deployment with some of these people, it's 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 hard. Like, I'm not going to lie. It's, it's not something I liked, but, you know, I went through, but, you know, I kept going because in the end, it, you know, it was worth it. But in the moment, you know, you're you're dreading everything. But, you know, I met some good people, but I also didn't meet some good people, you know. So I feel like you're, you're going to experience that whether you're in the military or not. So and on a deployment, it's just different, you know. You can't get away from that. Well, that's why they say the military is 365, 24-7, right? Yeah. So, um, the good news about the active duty side is because I'm retired, active duty, and uh, if you have a bad boss, which we had, um, they're there. When I was deployed, they were there six months and gone. And that was <laughs> the worst boss I ever had in my entire life. But that's a different story. Uh, but if you're on in the States or wherever, you know, every two or three years, you always got a constant flow of people coming in and going out. That's a little different than the guard, right? It, don't you? It's kind of the same folks there oh, throughout. Yeah. It's easier now that I'm not deployed. You see them once a month, and that's it. Like, you just have to deal with them for a month, and you could see, all right, see you next month, and it's it's better. Like, but once we got that deployment mission, it was like, it was, it was crazy. It's different, you know. I had to see them every day, wake up to them every day, be surrounding them every day. And I think after so long, you get tired of each other, you get sick and tired, so you just start being, you know, a certain way to them. But I would say National Guard is, is a, you know, easier just seeing them once a month. Yeah, but, I mean, boot camp, you made, like, one of the best friends of your life. Yeah. And she lives in North Dakota. And she's been, she's traveled here, what, five times probably? More than that, probably. <laughs> but she was my battle buddy, and she she helped me through a lot, you know. We were going through the same stuff together, and I ended up being her maid of honor uh, last year, and she got married. And then she so, came here for Iris's baptism. Yeah, and she is godmother. also the godmother of my child, so. <laughs> yeah, you build those relationships. Oh, strong. Levels. Yeah. And that was, what, like four years ago? Yeah. And we're still really close to this day. So, I mean, there's good and bad, you know. Like anything else. But mm -hmm. it, it seems to be um, exaggerated when you're in the military. Then you throw in that, that deployment cycle where, like you said, it's 24-7, 365. There's no escape. Yeah, uh, you're gonna be there with them. So, um, if you could give a piece of advice to someone thinking about going into the service, what would it be? Don't give up and keep going because it's worth it in the end. Like, without it, you know, I, you know, I got free college. Like, all I had to do was do OSET training, five months of training. It was, it was, crazy training. But when I came back for, from it. 
I got, you know, free college. And I also got insur like good insurance. Like you can't beat that insurance. And also being gone from that deployment, I got to buy my very first car. It's a 2021 Jeep Wrangler. That's paid off already, by the way. <laughs> That's awesome. So, I mean, it set me up for life. Like, all my friends that are going through college, they're going to be in debt. Whereas I came, I went through the military, I'm in zero debt. I don't, I haven't paid anything. You know, I, I'm set up for life. Like, I'm set up for success. Whereas some of my friends are going to college right now, they're going to have to pay that money back. And I won't, because I served my time. Yeah. Well, Dr. Bridget Nichols is one of the faculty members here, said it uh, in a recent interview, said, uh, yeah, but what did you have to do to get earn that college? And I think you shared some of that earlier, you know, some of the, the struggles and some of the um, challenges or areas of opportunities that were presented to you to do it. You, you earned that right. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, it's it's great that the what huge advantage is not all military members and not all... Uh, um, National Guard members get free education. Um, if you are a Kentucky National Guard, you can go to an in-state Kentucky school. But I, we have students here that are in the Ohio National Guard. No, oh, wow. They don't get free school here. Uh, they may get some additional benefits and some other things. But we have uh, reserve members that don't get free school here. And that's and, why I feel like I went with the National Guard because they even – my recruiter at the time kind of like like told me like this is the best deal you'll probably get with the other units. You know, I did my research, I looked at the best benefits. Now the Army National Guard in Kentucky probably offered the best benefits. If you could go back and give yourself advice before you left for boot camp, what would you tell yourself? I would tell myself, keep going, don't give up, and push. Push, push, and that's exactly what I did. Like, when I went, I didn't have the best experience. I mean, I, I'm five foot two. I'm 115 pounds. When I joined, I had bad hips, and when I was rucking, I ended up fracturing my femur, and I had stress fractures like level three, almost level four, and when I went to uh, the medic, they told me that if I stop, they're going to restart me and that I won't make it. You know, they said to stay on my crutches and uh, keep pushing, you know, and then do not do anything. So I was about, I was close to actually restarting. And I told my dad on Sunday when we had the phone calls, like, hey, I don't think I'm going to make it. I said, I'm going to, I might take another five months to get back home. And, you know, things changed, and the last probably week or so, I stopped using my crutches, and they used that last week to, like, or if anyone that missed certain things or important things, like grenade toss or army crawl through, like, certain things or the ranges, we'd have that week to make it up. You know what? I through my crutches, I was like, you know what, I'm ready, I'll, I want to see my parents, and I pushed that whole week. I even did that, what was it, 16-mile ruck. I actually ran it. You know, I saved up all that energy for three months that I had to graduate um, in those that week to pass and, and, and make it through. 
Yeah, oh, that awesome. was hard. Yeah. That's awesome. That's yeah, cool. I don't really right. tell was, people she that. She was only a few weeks in when she called us and said that she had the stress fracture in her femur. And I was like, what are you doing? And she's like, well, I'm on crutches, but when I have to do something, I just put leave the crutches behind and get it done. And I think the only dead thing you had to make up was the 16-mile. 16-mile rug. Yeah. And, and it was like they put 50 pounds in your rug. And I, I'm a really short person, and I have short legs. I'm a small person. So when I was rucking, it hurt my hips really bad. And then, like, at the end, though, all your, mm-hmm. like, soldier buddies, they all like did the last lap uh, so yeah. my last lap everyone knew that i was struggling they the drill sergeant at the time he told everyone to run behind me and to cheer me on and everyone thought that was the greatest moment so i have all everyone like 300 people chasing after me running through the last lap and once i got it you know everyone was cheering and happy for me and being supportive and the drill sergeant said that's, that's one of the best moments in my, like, drill sergeant career, seeing that, you know. And I worked hard through that. Like, I didn't want to give up. I wanted to see my family. I wanted to make it through it. That's, I was not going to give up. That was not an option for me. Uh, that's awesome, first of all. Second of all, I hope you have a picture somewhere that shows <laughs> that. And I want to see you carrying a 50-pound rack, 115-pound pipe, too, <laughs> running down there with all those people behind you. That would just be amazing. So I, I, I got a big smile because I'm proud of you anyway, and I see your dad over here. I think he's a little bit proud as well. Oh, yeah, very much. <laughs> Last spot, Tommy? Um, no, just proud of her and um, and. And always will be so amen on that and uh, we are all proud of her and glad she is uh, continuing her education here at nku well thank you so much for being part of tackley acquired and sure to catch new releases on fridays find them first on the veteran resource station facebook page or visit our website veterans.nku.edu click on the podcast tab to see previous podcasts as always thank you to all our military veterans and our families for your service to our country and for all our freedoms thank you both so much for being here thank you so thank much you. for having us